kiddos. Welcome to Dad Feelings, the podcast about fictional father figures and real life dads with real feelings. Joining me this week is a very special guest. You may know him from his podcast, Spontaneous Nation. Uh, you may know him as the voice of Mr. Peanut Butter on Bojack Horseman. It's Mr. Paul F. Tompkins. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Merritt. I'm glad to be here. And I, we're so glad you could be here. And, you know, we like to stay on top of our SEO game on this show. We like to really keep up with what's happening. And so that's why uh, this week in March of 2018, we are discussing the portrayal of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> you know, but Star Wars is an evergreen brand. It's an evergreen media property. So of course. Um, we are discussing... Luke Skywalker, as he is portrayed in The Last Jedi, uh, as right. a sort of a fatherly figure. Yeah, now that all the think pieces are out of the way. Yes, we yes, can, we have a... F- yes, the dust is settled, now we can we can finally get this on the record, how people should feel about this. Exactly, clean slate, and now we're just going to dirty that slate up again. <laughs> so, are you someone who grew up on the original trilogy? Yes, absolutely. I saw the first one, uh, Star Wars... Episode four, A New Hope, I saw in the theaters when it was a when it was a new movie Mm -hmm. and I was just the right age for it. I was I was in grade school. What was I? 10, 11. Uh, Yeah, I was 11. And um, I just lost my mind. It was the most it was the most amazing thing that I had ever seen. Uh, And it it resonated with me um, deeply. It was it was it, it was so exciting and fun and and just like nothing i'd ever seen before and uh i was just blown away by it and so you must have been sort of in the first group of people who got to see the empire strikes back in its original context and sort of had that revelation about vader and luke oh yeah that was a gigantic deal When that happened, because you know this was this is pre-internet, so there are no such things as spoilers. Like right. spoilers were literally if someone had seen the movie before you and just told you what happened, like mm-hmm. in print, in whatever. Um, th- to the best of my knowledge, it was it was hard to spoil a movie, and people kind of didn't do it ever. Um, you know, you were you were a real creep if you were to do something <laughs> like that. Everyone respected the idea of the movie. Um, so yeah, that there were gasps in the theater. You know, it was, uh, it was incredible. Right. I can't imagine. I mean, I'm trying to think back and, you know, I think I saw what was then called a new hope, um, when I was around 10. Um, and then I must've seen the empire strikes back a little after that. And, you know, I think I probably encountered it clean as well, because while it was common knowledge by that point, I don't think I was sort of, you know, I wasn't following the trades at that at that time yeah. in my life. Um, <laughs> exactly. And so I think for me, that was also kind of uh, in a different context, a big deal as well. And then from that point on, it's it's interesting because Star Wars, the original trilogy, kind of becomes about family and about fatherhood and redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a in a very in a very in a way that that they I think they hastily caught up to the ideas that they kind of put forth. You know, mm. I, I think that um, uh, you know they they I, I don't know that I'm not trying to slam George Lucas. I think people have <laughs> slammed him enough. Sure. I don't know that he had figured out from the first movie mm-hmm. that Darth Vader was Luke's father. Right. So right. I think that I think that once he's he's kind of. You know, putting down these themes and these these plot twists that are family centric, um, you know, and then he's got to quickly catch up to them. Like at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, 
Leia kisses Luke um, <laughs> to make Han Solo jealous. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's in the same movie. I forgot that was in the same movie because I recently rewatched them uh, uh, last year. I rewatched the, the original trilogy because I hadn't seen them in such a long time. And um, I was surprised at how um, variously they held up. Uh, and that the first one, I think I, the first one, I think is still the best star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the empire strikes back, which is, which is widely regarded as, as the best, certainly the best of the original trilogy. There's a lot of just dumb stuff in there, <laughs> you know, and the whole, I was, I was really shocked at the whole Han Solo, uh, princess Leia, uh, flirtation is not, it's not charming and it's not cute. There's, mm. there's no indication that she's into him at all. And he just keeps, um, uh, you know, pressing her and pressing her. And it's, it's gross. It's because there, it, I remember in my memory, it was like a fun flirtatious thing. Uh-huh. And when you see the movie, it's, she's not having fun. <laughs> <laughs> like her, every, Every so when she says I love you by the end, it's sort of like where did this come from? She gives no indication that she thinks this is kind of you know a fun edgy flirtation that they're having. She's just she's telling him again and again, "You're a creep. Leave me alone." And he doesn't listen. So it's it's weird. Um, so by the end of the movie, when you find out that uh, that uh, they are brother and sister, it's sort of like. Okay, well, do you remember in the beginning of the movie when you had this weird thing happen? It's still, it's not too late for you to not have that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, so it's strange. It's very strange. So that's what I mean. I think that it was kind of, uh, uh, very, there was a kind of a slapdash construction to it, to mm-hmm. these big themes. Look, this movie did better. Star Wars did better than anybody involved ever thought it was going to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so the sequel, I think, caught people by surprise a little bit. And uh, in terms of storytelling, I, I think they they cut a few corners. Um, that said, I, I think that pains have been taken to um, to do it a little more neatly and to reinforce uh, the basic family uh, structure and dynamic and, um, uh, you know, make that uh, more of a focus of the movie in a way that that I don't think it it was uh, it, before. I don't think it was handled as deftly uh, mm-hmm. uh, before. Yeah, it was a little slapdash, and and I get the sense from the new trilogy that they are sort of treating this a little more carefully. And to me, yeah. the new trilogy so far has pretty much all been about fathers. Like the first movie is mm-hmm. about Han Solo, and he inexplicably ends up with Leia. Uh, and, yeah. and they have a child. And then mm-hmm. that child is is kind of parented by Luke. Um, and to me, the first movie is kind of about Ben or Kylo uh, dispatching Han as his father. Mm-hmm. And then the second movie is kind of about him killing off his other father figures who are like Luke and Snoke. Yeah. It, it's, you know, the the idea of... Uh, what I, I did love that they had uh, Leia and Han be separated by yes, the time yeah. that we see them again. It's like, well, that makes sense at least. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that, that, that their relationship would not last. But um, uh, the the Luke as uh, surrogate father, um, you know, spoke to me uh, so profoundly because as a as a as a fellow you know childless grown up, I find myself the older I get having 
all these paternal feelings mm. for um, for younger people. Um, you know, my younger colleagues in in comedy. Uh, you know, I'm I'm so. I'm so excited for them for for where they are, and, and honestly, these people are not that much younger than mm-hmm. me. <laughs> like these people are sometimes in their 30s, you know. But <laughs> but it's it's um it, it's this it's this impulse that I have. I think uh, because I didn't have kids of my own, that I just it's kind of like I just got these leftover feelings, you know. Even though I didn't, yeah. and it's also it's the best of it's the best of fatherhood because. Uh-huh. You only get to be nice, you know, you only get to be, you you only get to be proud and you only get to say all the right things and you're not doing the, the miserable stuff of fatherhood that leads you to lose your temper or, uh, say a thing that you can never take back that, you know, just like you kind of blurt it out, um, mm-hmm. but that a, a child will remember forever, you know? And I think that, I think that most people have a thing like that where it's like, man, I kind of wish that my parent had not said that to me. Um, or, or, you know, had, had lost their temper in that particular moment because I was having a hard time, you know, and the idea that your parent is having a hard time with you having a hard time is such a, that's such a, uh, a, a, a terrible burden, you know, that, uh, that never leaves you because you, you, you know, it's that those, these are the kinds of things you wrestle with forever. And, and in various ways, it, it's peaks and valleys because sometimes I can look at my parents and say, um, you know, wow, they did the best they could. They, mm-hmm. they were of the time they were, they were of, and, and they had six children. Uh, that's not, I wouldn't advise that, but, um, that's what they did. And, you know, they, they kind of dealt with that as, as well as they possibly could. And of course, uh, you know, they, they made mistakes or they, they weren't perfect all the time. That's, that's every parent, but you know, sometimes it's a little harder because, um, you know, a thing will, will come at you from a different angle when you're not expecting it. Mm -hmm. You'll have some old memory and say, that was, now that I think about that, that was not good. You know, that was, that was, that was, you know, an example of, you know, uh, an adult who was letting a child down, you know, because they were, because they were tired or whatever. And it's the whole, I didn't ask to be born and Mm -hmm. this was your idea and all that stuff that, that, um, is, is always, it's always, it's always close by if you need it. Those feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like speaking of, uh, parental figures having a hard time with kids having a hard time like there is this moment which i think is maybe one of the most controversial moments in the last jedi which is when it's revealed that luke had this momentary impulse to kill ben because he Mm -hmm. saw him sort of falling to the dark side um and and ben's sort of recollection of that event is that luke was going to try to kill him um and luke's you know, is eventually revealed as like, he had this impulse and then he just, that, that was enough. Like he, he immediately dispelled it, but even just that was sort of enough to just completely, uh, destroy that relationship. Now he also, what I love about this is this is a great family dynamic of a child saying, you said this, or you did this when I was a kid. And the, the now older parents saying, I never said that. <laughs> and, and they believe that they never yeah, said that, you yeah. know, even though you can, you can recall it so clearly, you can say you were sitting here at the kitchen table. I was over there by the door, you know? Um, but, but for, for Luke to say, 
yeah, of course it crossed my mind for a second. It, well, maybe that's not true either. Maybe it was, maybe it was the way that, uh, that Kylo remembers it. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that, um, uh, that even though it's a movie and we're kind of shown, um, look, this guy, you, you trust this guy and, right. and you know, it, you, you trust his narrative. I, I like the idea that, that you can look at that and say, maybe I don't know what actually happened. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny that that moment was sort of, I think that was kind of the, the nexus for a lot of anger around this movie from series fans who thought that like, it looks a hero. He would never act this way, but like, Okay. But also, is there anything in the original trilogy that suggests that Luke would be a good mentor or father figure or teacher? <laughs> yeah. No, he's, yeah. he got he kind of got lucky. He was a war hero by being sort of in the right place at the right time and being, you know, all these different factors. There's nothing that would suggest that he has the skills to sort of be a trainer or educator or, a, you know. No, he's, he's a terrible student. Yeah. He's a terrible student. <laughs> You know, he, 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 you know, is constantly impatient with Obi-Wan Kenobi and then he just abandons, uh, his training with Yoda. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, even though ever, you know, Yoda and, and Obi-Wan are saying, you're not ready. You still need more training. He's like, no, I'm leaving. I got to go do this. You know? So yeah, there's no indication that he would be a good mentor and he might not have been a great mentor. Also, I, what people are forgetting is, Part of the point of doing these movies again and, and, and making these changes in these characters or these, these uh, I, I think, um, uh, progressions in these characters is that it's literally decades later. Yeah. And so you can't just say Luke would never do that. What, they're tr- what, what the filmmakers are trying to say is this is where he is now. Mm-hmm. This is where he is now. This is what, you know, um, uh, all, of, all of his experiences have brought him to because – Hero or not, he's still a person, and I think that makes him a more interesting hero. Um, and this is this is also basic storytelling yeah, stuff. Besides, yeah. but you know, I I think the idea that um, you know that that uh, that Luke Skywalker would be um, you know, somebody who's who's dealing with the Force and studying the Force all his life and and uh, experiencing the power of it, uh, it's not a crazy leap to me that he would be. Um, so, so jaded and so embittered by the idea of the dark side, uh, that he would turn his back on everything. I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a crazy leap and it, it didn't bother me for a second. And I, I, just like anybody else, I grew up with these characters, you know? Right. And I think too, it, it does this neat, um, neat sort of tie back to the original series where, uh, Luke is sort of like the new Yoda slash Obi-Wan, um he's sort of the reclusive like no i'm not going to train you you don't know anything like why should i help you um and then he's kind of confronted by by his his mentor uh near the end of the film and it's this really great like full circle moment of like yoda just being like um you know like we all fuck up like you can't be Mm -hmm. this perfect mentor or like master and like the point of of being that kind of person is that uh, your, you know, your protege or your child or whoever is going to grow beyond you. And th- if that happens, yeah. you've succeeded basically. Yes. And that's not, you know, the, the, the really heartbreaking thing about parenting is that sometimes a child can go, um, the wrong way and it's not necessarily a reflection on you. You know, mm-hmm. people make their own choices and, you know, as much as, as much as, 
you know, a lot of psychology is you, you trace things back to your child and you say, oh, this is why I have an issue with this in my life. And mm-hmm. the idea is now that you know where it comes from, you know what the inspiration was, um, you can deal with it uh, in, in a way uh, that you couldn't before because now you have all these all these skills as an adult with maturity that you did not have as a child. And so, um, but still, there comes a point where, you are either going to always be looking backward and say, uh, none of this is my fault. My mm-hmm. unhappiness is all the fault of, of these people. Um, or you're going to say, uh, I make my own decisions. I'm responsible for myself. And I do the things that I do because uh, I am uh, my own individual and I've made these choices. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's it's interesting how how the the first two films in the new trilogy have have started to address some of the, those issues of legacy and of, yeah. of influence um you know in in the two main characters of the series kylo and ray um you have ray as this person who is desperately kind of seeking her her history to sort of make sense of of something somehow and mm-hmm. there were kind of these hints that maybe Luke is her father, um, and maybe some people were expecting that. And then we get this scene uh, in The Last Jedi where Kylo Ren, who is someone who is trying to remake himself by destroying all of his his uh, legacy or his history, is just like, no, you know who your parents were. They were nobody. Yeah. And like you are your own person, and they don't matter at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, I mean, the the idea in there of... Uh, you know, your parents are just your parents. It's not, it's not all about them. It's not like, uh, you know, that's gonna, that's gonna change something about you. It's, it's, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta live your own life now. You know, you gotta do your own thing. You gotta be your own person. It's not all about looking backwards and saying, um, you know, where, where am I going to get validation? Where am I going to get, where am I, how am I going to become an official person? You know, and it's also about, I th- I think you could say it's also about the the never ending quest for your parents' approval. Mm, you know yeah. that I want I want you to say I want you to say that I'm that you're proud of me all the time. Yeah. I, I need it. I need to hear it out loud. I need to hear you say that you love me. And eventually, you get to the point where it's you have to just accept the fact that if your parents are not that way, they're not that way. You know. Um, some, some people just don't have that in their, in their toolbox. You know, my dad was a guy, my dad was a very quiet remote guy and he was not like, and I love you son kind of guy. I can, I can, I can count on one hand the times I, I heard him say, I love you, you know? Um, but you know, after a while I had to say, that's just who he is. And you, Mm. you know, that's you, you, he's got to want to change. I mean, you know, you can only meet him so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and it's like going all the way over to where he is. If we're talking about a bridge, you know, to walk all the way over to where he is, he's going to take two steps forward and then you have to walk a mile. Yeah. You know, it's like, you're not always going to feel like doing that, you know? So sometimes you just let things go, you know, you, you let things go. Like, like you just have to say, I know that my parents love me, I have proof of this, <laughs> mm-hmm. even though it wasn't always easy and they didn't say it all the time. Um, I know this to be a fact. And as much as I wanted things to be different and maybe I wanted it to be like the Brady Bunch or whatever I had in my head. Yeah. Um, that's, that's not what it was. And I got to accept that and I got to move forward with my life. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's funny how 
Star Wars uh, kind of frames people's inability to do that and their quest to find that validation through other sources um, as Mm -hmm. often as a destructive kind of thing. Um, So if we go back to the prequel trilogy, um, Anakin uh, doesn't have a father because he's a Christ figure. (laughs) It's like, uh, (laughs) it's very, the symbolism is very confused. Um, (laughs) But uh, he has sort of this series of surrogate father figures, right? So he's got Mm Qui-Gon who is almost immediately killed. Um, He's got Obi-Wan who, uh argues with him and like isn't real is only sort of doing this as an obligation to to qui-gon um and and he sort of goes through all these people and he's butting heads with them and then he stumbles into palpatine who is just like you're the best you're the strongest um you know i i'll show you how to do all these cool things uh mm-hmm. you know uh like listen to me and and we'll we'll go far and and you'll be the best um and anakin is just sort of written as being like you know there are some weird characterization of that character <laughs> that's kind right. of flimsy but but it yeah. it's in the kind of same way as kylo ren later on where and you know those parallels are made really explicit with like the kind of worship of, of vader and everything where um but he's kind of been abandoned by han and turns to this guy snoke um for validation and it's just sort of there are these parallels where like, oh, if you continue to seek that that validation that you can never recapture from your childhood, because it's not the same as an adult for someone else to tell you that, um, that's only going to lead to bad things. Yeah. It's not a good road to go down because um, eventually you're not going to question the source anymore. You're mm. just going to you're just going to accept the uh, uh, the praise. And, um, you know, that that leads to trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Which. um so to me, like that was uh, kind of one of the most surprising parts of the film when mm-hmm. um, when Kylo Ren just sort of breaks away from all that and is just like just kills Snoke, uh, tries to kill Luke, and is just like I'm done with all of this. I have killed mm-hmm. all of these people who have been sort of <laughs> uh, you know paternal figures to me. I'm doing my own thing now. Whether it's any different from the things that they did <laughs> is maybe something that the next film will grapple with. Um, yeah. But uh, he even sort of abandons the Vader thing uh, with the mask and uh, it's just like, hey, Ray, like we can we don't have to sort of follow this this history that that's been laid down for us. We can just do something different. And Ray basically just says no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's that that great scene at the end of The Last Jedi where Luke finally confronts Kylo and you sort of expect and and Kylo's written in this way that anticipates that expectation of of Luke saying he forgives him. Um, Kylo's like, did you expect, did you come back to forgive me or to save my soul? And he's like, no, uh, no, I failed you. I'm sorry. Um, this, this was yeah. my fault. And Kylo sort of reacts really uh, negatively <laughs> to that. Um, but it's this yeah. really great scene. Yeah. I, I really, I liked so much the way that, uh, that the the last two films have have handled these themes and i i think it's i don't know i think it's also kind of good for for maybe it's good for kids to have these these mm. kind of scenarios um uh in their fiction because they seem like huge um well they are they are huge but you know being alive is huge and you know you you have to experience all these different uh traumas 
to various varying degrees of trauma uh, and figure out what you got to figure out who you are. You got to figure out what your relationship is to the people that created you. Um, you're, you're constantly trying to figure out who you are at various stages of your life, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not bad to have something to relate it to, you know, to when you're trying to figure something out to have something to point to and say, Oh, I guess it's like that story, you know, and, and what did he do? And, and how did, how, you know, how, how did the story resolve itself, you know, based on these characters actions? Um, I don't know. I, I think it, I think it, I, I, I'm really, I'm a fan. I'm really a fan of the, of the new movies. Yeah, me too. And I kind of have to wonder whether some of the resistance to them from hardcore old fans is sort of this, um, you know, this focus on these these new characters who are working things out and figuring out what it is, who they are sort of on their own and and this kind of casting off of... Um, of these older characters and sort of all, all the parent figures are gone. Leia's gone. I mean, for obvious reasons, uh, Han's gone, Luke's gone. Um, even Snoke, who people were, I think, really excited about as like, Oh, he's Darth city or not Darth Sidious. He's the other one, Darth Plagueis or whatever the prequel bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, and all these things. And, and they're so excited about these tiebacks. And then, no, all those characters are dead. Snoke gets cut in half and he's never coming back, even though that gold bathrobe was such a tight look. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's really about these new characters. And I wonder whether that maybe is, is one of the roots of um, this sort of fan anger, which seemed really kind of unprecedented to me with the newest film. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. You go into movies like this sometimes with expectations of what it's going to be. Um, I don't think that the problem is, I think for some people, these these new movies are never going to satisfy the expectations that you had. And I think also you uh, people tend to exalt the previous movies uh, mm-hmm. to a degree that is unrealistic. And if you look back, like I look back at those movies and I saw flaws in them, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what you, I don't know what people are expecting. If they're expecting some perfect movie, it's not going to happen. Now that said, I get that, especially with the, with the, with the Ryan Johnson one with the last Jedi, there were some stylistic things mm-hmm. that people had issue with. And I didn't mind it because I felt like, I don't know, like, why isn't this series allowed to change a little bit, Mm. you know? Why everything's so, so heavy all the time. These movies are supposed to be fun. Yeah. Um, so why why can't there be why can't there be some humor and why can't there be some modern filmmaking in it? You know, I get where people are coming from, but I, I it didn't bother me, you know. I I really appreciated it for what it was. Yeah, and it's funny that you mention that people are coming in with high expectations and they're maybe looking back on these movies they saw as kids through rose-colored glasses. But I think, you know, that's yeah. true of, of any media you you enjoy as a kid, but it kind of ties back to that idea of um, th- there's things that y- if you didn't get them in your childhood or maybe you did experience them in your childhood that you can never get as an adult, really. You can never recapture them. Um, and whether that's yeah. sort of parental approval or the sort of magical experience that you had, um, I think for a lot of people, it's tough to to accept that no, being an adult is a different experience from being a kid. And I sort of have yeah. to find ways to move on from that. 
Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, you know, you, you just can't, you can't go home again, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I think that, um, I think that what these movies are saying is, uh, you know, it's not the, it's not about the building. It's about the, uh, the, the feeling inside of it. And that, that can go from place to place. And I was very happy to, to visit with these characters again and, and, and see them, uh, behave differently and, and to see some, um, to see some of the, 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 the way that, that time had affected them, um, was that was compelling to me rather than disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Um, and just to sort of see them growing up and becoming less, um, kind of these stock figures, because to me, the original star Wars is very, um, you know, it's archetypal, right? You have like the, the young Mm -hmm. farm boy going off into an adventure. You have the princess, you have the sort of the, the drifter, um, mm-hmm. And to sort of see these characters evolve from that into characters who are yeah. complicated and messy and occasionally off-putting uh, was really yeah. cool. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that brings us basically to the end of the show. Well, thank you so much. It was such a it was a it was a real treat to talk about this stuff. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you for coming on. And um no, I I was wondering, do you have anything that you want to plug? Uh this episode comes out on March eighteenth. So if there's anything uh after that or anything ongoing that you want to let people know about, I'm sure folks already know about your incredible podcasts, but if you'd like to mention them anyway. Yeah, um, Spontaneous Nation is a comedy podcast that I do that comes out every Monday on the Earwolf Network. Mm-hmm. And uh, BoJack Horseman, we have uh, recorded season five, and I believe it's being animated right now. So, oh, yes. I, I, if 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 past is prologue, then I would imagine it'll be out in uh, August or September. But don't quote me on that. I've not been given any official date yet. I'm just going by when it's come out previously. Oh, that is, I am so excited about that. <laughs> Um, I am, yeah, and I'm, I'm friends with, with Adam and Lisa, uh, and God, everyone's work on that show has just been incredible. Um, yeah, it's one of the, one of the most amazing things that I've ever gotten to work on. I really love it and I'm very proud of it. Yeah. Well, you, you should be, it's, um, you know, fucking incredible. Uh, so (laughs) yeah, thank you so much for coming on. This was really fun. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Thanks so much, Merritt. Bye. Oh, may the force be with you. <laughs> Bye, kiddos. <laughs> Dad Feelings is hosted by Merritt Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Dad Feelings is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at dadfeelings.com slash support. Our theme music is Swell Content by Speedy Ortiz, off their album Foiled Gear. Thanks to Car Park Records and Sadie Dupuy for letting us use it. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at DadFeeling and at StayMeanCo. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.